Thank you for listening to the Crossroads Sermons podcast. If you would like more information about our church, please visit www.crossroadstw.org. Good, Good morning, man. You. Good morning, church. Good to see you, too. Good morning, church. Yeah. So we, uh, we're going to continue our series this morning uh, entitled uh, Unshaken. Okay, and so with that, um, you know, the topic for today would have been uh, the fear of the past, right? And so a lot of us, we do have fears and, I mean, real realities that, that haunt us from our past. But in this regard, we want to talk about some things that happened in the present, um, just the last couple of days, but then also just to, just to deal with it from a biblical perspective. Now, here's what, I do want to set it up in a certain way. You ready? If you'll be willing by the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we talked about this this morning, Paul and I and the first group, if you'll be willing to take off or put on really the lenses of biblical, the biblical lenses, okay, of scripture, what does the scripture have to say first, and then take off political lenses, take off preference lenses, and allow the spirit of God to speak to you in regards to what the Bible says, because that's the ultimate authority. Amen. So that's, that's our premise. This is not a Q&A. And really, this is going to be a fruit. This is really the fruit. What you're seeing here is the fruit from a conversation of um, Paul and I doing life together this past Wednesday. This is the fruit of it. Okay. And so we're excited. So Paul, thank you for being willing to do this. Uh, it's been an interesting deal. And let me give a little backdrop too. And some of y'all are like, what is Thank this? you for letting me be here. Oh, you got it, my man. You got it. I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Trust me. I'm glad that you invited me over to the house now. So you, you got <laughs> You got to deal with me now. So, uh, but um, so to give you a little bit of backdrop, some of you guys may go, "What's going on? What's what's happening? Uh, why are, why is Pastor Marcus not preaching?" Whatever the case may be. Well, I wrote an article for Moody Bible Institute, uh, my alma mater, and uh, in, in writing it, I, I really they gave me a topic. Hey, Marcus, we'd love to hear your voice in regards to uh, racial reconciliation. And in other words, where do we go from here? So, where do we go from here as a as a church? Not just for the institution, but Big C Church. But where do we go? Where do we go from here? And so they gave me that specific topic. And so the motives behind it, we'll talk about that. The motives behind it was just solely this. Hear me say this. Was to speak to this thing from a biblical perspective with no other nuances embedded in there, no other hidden agendas. It was just really to say, based on what we've seen in our culture, how do we as Christians, how do we navigate this thing from from this, because at the end of the day, this is what's going to last, okay? And so with that, um, obviously we, and by the way, I wrote this article back in the summer, okay? And so Moody didn't post it, it didn't go live until their fall fall magazine, whatever it is, Moody Alumni Magazine, so it went live October 1. So a lot of things in the culture had already taken place, right? So there was some final decisions in regards to some of the things that I spoke to in that first paragraph, okay? We'll deal with some of the specifics in that in just a little bit. And so time progressed, and so things had changed, right? And so the article had already been written. And so it was out, and um, I shared it with the church, and then here's where we're at today. I believe this. If you allow stuff to just get swept under the carpet, in time, somebody gonna trip. Amen. And we don't, want, we don't want to give the enemy a little iota of space to do anything to hinder what the Lord is doing. To see what we just saw a little while ago, I pray that that never gets old. 
that we'll celebrate regularly. So that's why we're here. We want to approach this from a biblical perspective. Again, Paul, thank you, man, for being here. Uh, it's not scripted. We don't have a prompter telling us what to say. It's not, there's not a moderator up here. It's just him and I. And we just, you know, he's more relaxed than I am. I keep moving. I look nervous more than anything. <laughs> and so, um, man, I'm learning from my OG right here. So, but, but tell me about writing an article, some things from the first paragraph, okay? Uh, what triggered um, a response from you and then maybe other people? Okay. Uh, gladly we'll share that. That first paragraph, when it referred to such things as a resurgence of police brutality, I took issue with it. I didn't like the paragraph as a whole in what it was saying to me and the way I was perceiving it. And perception becomes reality. Absolutely. Okay? And I immediately made a post in response to it. I'm talking about immediately. I want to share with the church, I made a big mistake. I made a mistake. I'm wrong. And I apologize for responding so quickly. The first person that spoke after I did that was my wife, who we talked in the first service that not all times do we agree even with our spouses. Right, right. And she didn't agree with what I had posted that night. Oh, wow. Uh, so I didn't know that. I first, I <laughs> Look, this is unscripted. I, had... I, I know, I know. This straight Holy, Holy Spirit field right here. Yeah, come on. All right. But, uh, and, and, and I, was, I was very irritated by it, as many other people were at that time. After that, I spent the weekend praying. I didn't even respond to pastor's call to be on Friday morning. Okay? Uh, I had my two oldest daughters and my wife with me. We spent the weekend in the hill country, in Fredericksburg area. Uh, so I wouldn't respond to text, emails, phone calls, or whatever. But I did do a lot of praying. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of praying. Uh, I continued to pray. Last Wednesday morning, about 7 o'clock, my great friend Jimmy Dotson called me and asked me would I be willing to go with him to meet Marcus if he would. I said, Jimmy, I will go with you anywhere at any time. Mm -hmm. That's how much I love you and willing to do stuff with you. We went and visited with Pastor. When I learned that that was not a political statement, he never intended that at all. When I learned he was really trying to use it from a biblical standpoint, I was much relieved. I watched him with interest that morning there in his office and with his sharing, his willingness to tell me he says, Paul, I blew it. I messed up. And I shouldn't have posted that that way. I didn't intend it the way it's been taken. Yeah. I listened to him and I learned and followed in such a way that I began to understand his heart and where he was with us. I totally support my pastor. And I'm glad that I had that opportunity to meet with him. And I pray that you won't make the same mistakes that I made in what I did. Okay? Uh, but... Fortunately, it's given us a time uh, that he and I could have some reconciliation, and Absolutely. hopefully it will have an impact on many other people as well. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You I'm glad it. I'm here. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, buddy. You got it, man. I, uh, I do want to speak to a couple of things in the, the article uh, that, that was brought up specifically in our meeting. And so, this, again, you mentioned the resurgence of police brutality and then... Um, 
the political statement. So again, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it never was intended to be a political stance. In other words, I never intended it to, to sway somebody towards one political party or the other. That was not my agenda at all, right? So, um, but then secondly, the resurgence of police brutality, I thoroughly believe, I thoroughly believe this. And I wrote in the post response to the article, I said this in writing, I said, I, I really believe wholeheartedly that majority of the men and women that serve in law enforcement, the first responders, uh, they're putting their lives on the line to protect and help us keep us safe and all that good stuff in our communities, that they do so with integrity and they want to do it with honor. I really believe that. I really believe that. I do. This is not, again, we don't have a teleprompter. I'm not memorizing anything. This is, this is, this is me, okay? Um, and by the way, I do not believe in defunding the police, okay? Just another thing to just get it out there. I personally believe if you do that, that's going to cause more chaos than, than what we're even ready to see, okay? And so that's... I, that's yeah. and I want you to know that when a pastor professed that that Wednesday morning that he was not in favor of defunding the police, he added a statement at that time that he left out this morning. He said, I want to make sure we've still got police to protect my girls and my family. Amen. Amen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, big time. Or, otherwise, they had to deal with me. Amen. So, but uh, anyway, but yeah, you're right, Paul. So, uh, but I really don't... And, and this is... It's always scary to say this, um, like, because... Coming from North Carolina, my wife and I, we led multiple small groups. It was kind of like a discipleship thing, and we'll disciple and train and send out. But in our recent one, the one we just left, you know, six, seven months ago, is we had, within our group, we had a, a different, a myriad of different professions. And so uh, we had state troopers, okay, North Carolina state troopers in there. We had an FBI guy in there. It was kind of cool. I'm, I shouldn't say that, but y'all know his name. But so anyway, but we had other officers, sheriffs, sheriffs, whatever the case may be. So here's what I want to make. We did life with them. I mean, we ate, we ate with them. We went to uh, comedy deals with them. We, we did life with them. I value, hear me say this, I value law enforcement. And really, I didn't say this in the first hour. You ready for this? If I, if I, if I wasn't called to ministry, I probably would be in law enforcement. And not only that, Wednesday morning, yeah. we had a career law enforcement person with us. Yeah, Jimmy Dawson <laughs> sitting right there the whole time, right? Which is kind of creepy because he didn't say one word. He just sat there like... <laughs> And Jimmy, you guys don't know Jimmy, though. Y'all know Jimmy. I mean, he's like, he's like just full of wisdom. Bald head, but full of wisdom, right? <laughs> just like, he just sat there the whole time. And so we, we listened. So anyway, all I have to say, so that's with that. I, I will say this, too. Um, this, and this is going to take time. Coming into this season to shepherd a church during a pandemic has been extremely tough. So thank you guys for your prayers. It went from me coming in to preaching to a camera with a red dot, not knowing a soul, to now I'm glad that we've been able to be you know, in, in person and, and all this good stuff now, and it's been great. But I'm going to tell you this. Your pastor, I love you. Now, that's going to come in time where you saying, Pastor, I love you back. It's just going to take time, and I'm okay with that. Uh, and especially things like this that just transpired, the fact that we were able to do life together in my office, this is just the fruit of that. Um, we were able to actually say authentically, man, I love you, Paul, I love you. And Paul said, man, we embraced, and this brother is strong, he squeezed, I'm a strong dude, but he squeezed me, and I was like, my eyeballs started to pop out a little bit. So it was like, it was some weird junk going on. So, but, um, but what we came, the conclusion we came to was this. We value biblical unity in the church Amen. over being right. 
I think you could, whenever you're ready to interject, that's fine. I think with issues like this, we can come to the table. It doesn't matter where you're from, what your upbringing may be, your worldview, and we come to the table and we want to be heard first. And in that regard, I have to add something. He made a statement Wednesday morning that he wanted to continue the legacy that Larry York had brought to this church and created the unity in this church. And I interrupted him that, at that point, and I said, Marcus, pastor, Larry didn't put that here. God created that unity. Good word. He Good used word. Larry as a tool to build it. But from the beginning of this church, because I've been here since the beginning, I served on the search committee that brought Larry here as pastor. And from the beginning, we always focused on Psalm 133, 1. Mm -hmm. How good and pleasant it is when the people of God live in unity. Yeah. And I pray that we yep. will have that always. Good verse. And I'm all... It's funny because he, he quoted that verse the first hour, and I was going to get up and read that verse. I didn't know he was going to quote it, and I had it open, my Bible literally open right there to Psalm 133. So that's just the backdrop a little bit about the article. Um, I have some steps that I'm going to take in the days ahead, near future, in regards to the article. I mean, to, uh, I think to, so to alleviate, to, alle to leave some, to, to, let me see. There may be a little tension still, and we'll talk about tension in a little bit, but just to release some of that tension... I'm going to do what's best for the body of Christ Amen. versus me just wanting, I'm not looking for, you know, trying to get a, a, a writing contract with Moody Publishers. I'm not, that's not my agenda. I was just given the, the response to, to speak to that. Now, and by the way, I blew it. I blew it. I mean, in a sense of, if you kept, if you, if you kept reading the article, there was some good stuff at the bottom, but a lot of people couldn't get past the first part. I fail to realize and, and read in between the lines as I'm typing, again, not trying to insert nuances in between the statements and phrases. That wasn't my, I just, I just missed it. So y'all need to hear me say that. It's okay to admit that you're wrong. Amen. And as your pastor of six months, y'all like, good Lord, you're already admitting you're wrong? Six months? <laughs> six months? Uh, seven months? Uh, I do want to- But just forgive us both. Amen, right? <laughs> So we, but we want, amen. Come on, y'all. Come on. The, the enemy doesn't want to see this, but we, we knew that we didn't want, we valued the relationship again, like I said a little while ago, more than just being right. And, and I'm going to tell you, that was a great time. I mean, that Wednesday, it, the trajectory of my week, the trajectory of just that day had completely changed. And let me just let you in on how the Lord works in mysterious ways. Normally, my sermons are completed by Thursday at noon. So just so you know that, the people that's in the room, they really know that. I send my outline to the comms team. Uh, then they begin to, you know, they print it. They get slides and stuff already. So by Thursday by noon, typically I'm done. That doesn't mean the editing process is complete. That means I'm just, I'm done with that physical part of it. I, I feel good to, to say I'm done at that point. It was Wednesday morning. I'm in my office and I had zero outline. <laughs> I mean, it's Wednesday. Y'all like, man, Pastor, come on, man. You, I thought you were you know, praying to the Lord. I mean, I was praying to the Lord. But the Lord said, there's a different sermon you need to preach. This is a sermon that we had to preach. We knew this. 
Now you can, I want you to share uh, like when Jimmy first said it and yeah. then my response. Okay. Yeah, yeah. At first, Pastor Marcus spoke, then I spoke, and we spoke a little bit to each other. And Jimmy had not said a word. He had been sitting back, like I said. So at that point, we asked Jimmy if he had any comments. And he leaned forward in his chair and he says, here's the story, guys. The two of you are going to be on the podium Sunday and preaching. <laughs> he says, now, well, I'm serious. He says, I'm telling you, the two of you are going to be up on that platform Sunday preaching together. I looked at Marcus, and I could tell he was a little bit taken aback by it. <laughs> I was kind of taken aback. But in concern for my pastor, I said, now, Marcus, if you need to think about this and pray about it a little before you make any commitment, it's okay. <laughs> but I want you to know I'm ready to follow your lead and do what you would like to do in that regard. Amen. And then I said, you know what, after a little bit, because I knew that they were definitely on the same page. I said, I better get on the same page quick. So Lord, you know, and, and so I really agreed at that moment. I said, this is the right thing to do. Wisdom is this. Wisdom is doing the right thing even when the right thing doesn't feel right. Amen. To stop a series, to pause just for a little bit um, for the sake of unity. You may say, Marcus, why are you so big on it? Why are we harping on unity and forgiveness and, and, and reconciliation and all that stuff here on the stage? It's important because Jesus died for unity. So that his bride, you and I, you can just look at your neighbor and say, you're the church. Matter of fact, let's do that. Look at your neighbor and say, you're the church. And Pastor, I haven't shared something with you that I'm going to share right now in front of this entire church. I had a complete body, thought. Okay? You just cut me off, man. Uh, <laughs> I got to have my fair share of the time. Come on, you got Come on, come on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, come on. When I left his office, and you got to know something. My wife didn't know I was going to be there. She had no idea. Hmm. But when I left his office and I'm driving to my office, I called my wife and I shared with her. I said, darling, I've had a great meeting this morning with Pastor Marcus. And Sunday morning, he and I are preaching. The phone went dead silent. <laughs> uh, she wanted to tell me I wasn't qualified, and that's true. But then I got to take you one step farther. So I got to my office. I have two partners and an assistant. I got to my office and I called the three of them into my office. And I said, guys, I need to talk with you. Mm. And I shared with them what I had done with that phone call. I shared with them what I had done that morning. Because they were already wondering why I was so late getting to the office because Marcus <laughs> kept me so long. But I shared with them the whole story. Mm. And I think it had an impact on their lives as well. And fortunately, all three of them are good, strong Christian people too. Yeah. But I hadn't told you about that, but I did. That's pretty cool. I had to go get it off my chest and share my heart with them and to share with them the love I felt from you and the heart that you showed me in meeting with me man. that morning. Well, you know what? I, I, thank you, man. Thank you, guys. This is good. I, it, again, it was the right thing to do. And so, um, again, I told you guys after the meeting, I, I feel completely different. Um, I even called my wife and just same deal. And she's like, and it's funny because Jimmy came in my office. He had the nerve to come in my office and tell me what I was preaching, <laughs> you know? But here's the good thing. This is not about, this is not a stunt. This is not, we just know that this is the right thing to do. Absolutely. Putting egos aside, putting pride aside. The flesh, Marcus, I wouldn't want to do this. But for the sake of unity, we had to do this. 
And so I want to encourage you, even in the room, I have a couple more thoughts, but you may be journeying, maybe some of the teens or students, um, you may be living in disunity with some people in your life, maybe employer, employee, uh, co-workers, maybe neighbors, maybe in your home. I don't know where it's at. Again, I don't want to play the role of Holy Spirit. Let the Spirit dial in there for you. Um, but this is, this is bigger than just an article, I think. I really think it's bigger than an article. God wanted to do something very unique, and he wants to do something very unique in the life of the church. He really does. But it starts with this, right? So let me just talk about real quick. We have 11 minutes, um, and please chime in, Rev. Um, I'm calling you Rev. You're preaching today, so. Uh, but it's, it's okay to disagree in the body of Christ, right? On minor things. In, on my, in minor things, but make sure the, the major things are still held high. Amen. So in other words, the major things being, man, Christology, Jesus, who he is, I mean, being 100% God, 100% man, salvation, the way of salvation, it's not by works, it's by grace through faith, right? The major tenets of theology. Because if you have Christology, if, we're, if we agree on Christology, I'm going to tell you what, 9.8 out of 10%, we're going to agree on everything else. Because here's why. It, everything hinges on Jesus. Hear me say this, guys. In the culture, everything hinges on how we view the church, how we view end times, how we view our lives and the stewardship of what we have, how we steward our salvation. I mean, everything hinges from the person of Jesus Christ. And we knew this. So this thing, it's okay to disagree. I'm not saying we walked out like, I, just, I disagree, but I'm going to pray with you. It wasn't like that. Again, we valued the relationship and we knew that this is the biblical mandate that God would have us and want and desire for us to do for us, but then also for you, for the church. It's, it's, it, again, it's, it's, about one, it's not about oneness, it's, it's about, it's about um, excuse me, it's about oneness, not sameness, okay? It's not about uniformity, but it's about unity. Amen. Right? So here's what I mean by that. The Lord didn't create... Um, and I talked about this in our meeting. I said, I didn't have any choice on what race I was going to be. I, I, if you had a choice, let me see your hand. <laughs> right? Not a soul. So God, in his sovereignty, he providentially allowed this to happen, that I would be this race. I'm not ashamed of it. Love it. Ready for this? But you said... When you just said it, it, what he did in his sovereignty, an individual came to me after the first service and said, Paul, said, you know, says, I listened this morning. And he says, I've realized now God let this be so that we could then see the reconciliation and the unity this morning. Let's go. That see. That's it. And that's it. So the beauty is this, that we can disagree um, on the minor things, but the major things we hold high, we, we, we marry those things and we hold loosely sometimes the, the other things we may disagree upon. However, we can do so tactfully, okay? And this is for some of us in the room. We can do so tactfully. Um, and, and I will say this. One of my buddies said, we always should give the person the benefit of the doubt. So just pick up the phone, call them, shoot them a text, whatever. Give them a, the benefit of the doubt. Uh, talk to them first, and we have some, some marching steps at the end of this for everybody, right? We're preaching, but there's some application for you too. Um, but to give them a benefit of the doubt, okay? Because what is it? Life would be really boring if there were a whole bunch of Marcus Hayes walking around. 
Think about just you, right? And so we realized in that meeting on Wednesday that differences are, it's okay. Like differences are okay. I think sometimes we, differences can become a threat, but it's not a threat, especially if the blood of Christ has washed us and cleansed us and we're one in him. But differences, through the lens of the gospel, if you allow the spirit to work in your heart, differences can be a great benefit to both parties. Because here's why. We learn more about who the Lord is. It's a reason he created different ethnicities. What if he would have just created all roses, like one type of flower? Would, would that be cool? My wife doesn't even like roses. I, I, had, to, I had to figure this out. <laughs> Almost four or five years into our marriage, I, I was coming home with roses, just like, oh, yeah, I thought I was doing it right. One day she said, you know what, bald head dude? I had hair then. <laughs> she said, you know what, I don't even like roses. I was like, good Lord. Like, you know, I, I just feel like a big, big, big old loser, right? But what if God just used, he just created all roses? No, he created tulips, daisies. I mean, all these other ones. You, I mean, you, you name them. I'm leaving off a whole bunch, but you name them. Here's the beautiful part. You ready? He created us, you and I, as brothers and sisters in Christ, Amen. unique for a specific reason. Amen. He's a God of diversity, but still unity. You see this in the Trinity. You see this in the Trinity. In other words, you see God in three distinct, distinct personalities and roles, but still unified when it comes to authority, when it comes to attributes, and things of that nature. But yet, the beautiful picture is this, that what God is experiencing within himself in the Trinity, he wants you and I, as a church and those watching, he wants us to experience that too. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, that's, that's, that's it. So again, we didn't have, this is not a real big agenda. We didn't have, you know, we didn't want to come up here with teleprompters and it'd be real scripted. We didn't want to do that. We wanted you guys to really, and actually, we, we talked again, I think it was Friday, uh, and I was like, hey, man, I just, you know, I'm still a little reluctant. You know, the Lord had to just take me to the, the ho- have, has the Lord ever had to take you to the woodshed? <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. And so I had to go to the woodshed. I kept, I was like, man, I, you know, because me, I, you know, I want, I want this thing to go array. I, you know, the Lord goes, it's going to be fine. And I called, hey, trust me. And I called Paul and he's like, man, you, we, all we have to do, Pastor, is just talk about what we talked about in office and it's going to be good. And that's all, that's literally, that's all we're doing. And so with that said, um, I make mistakes. I have biases in my own heart. I did share this with the first hour. I, I will say that I have biases. We naturally have biases because of sin. Uh, sin is a bad thing. Sin is not just a, a bad friend that your parent says, don't hang with so-and-so. It's not, it's not just like a bad friend you shouldn't hang with. We ought to view fr- uh, sin as a deranged lunatic <laughs> that we must stay away from. And so I, I'm allowing through this series and th- through this whole season right now to, to let the Lord deal with me, okay, to search me, to open up my heart and say, Marcus, here's some stuff, here's something. And I, I want to challenge you, church, to do the same. I mean, because at the end of the day, none of us are perfect. And we, admit, we, we swallowed our pride. It was a beautiful deal, man. And, and I just want to be honest and transparent to you to let you know that I had to work on some stuff and still working on some stuff in my heart when it comes to things, when it comes to just life issues or reconciliation, whatever it may be. So I'm not there yet. Give me grace. We have forgiveness. I, when he left, 
there wasn't a sense in Jimmy. No, actually, Jimmy left before, and I was like, I'm glad he left because he was telling me what to preach. I was like, man, come on, man. It was a little weird, right? But we stayed back a couple more minutes. We chatted, and we, we talked and prayed and hugged. And, and uh, here's what I want you guys to know. Whenever there's confusion or conflict, the enemy is right there. Absolutely. I, I'm just going to keep it real. We serve a God of peace, and this may help somebody in this room. We serve a God of peace, of clarity, and unity. Amen. That's the Bible. And so we, we said, what are we going to do? We'll kneel. We're going to kneel in just a little bit. If you want to, we'll sing a song. You can come up and, and do what you want to do. But forgiveness is this. We knew that we forgave each other. And it wasn't just lip service. It was, it was something deeper. I mean, so much so that he began to text me. We began to text more. We've texted more in, in the last few days and since I've been here. But trusting and valuing him and what he means to the church and then God calling me here to be the pastor, I knew that we had to leverage, not just for the sake of leveraging this, but we had to handle this right. Because what happens is if if this wasn't handled properly, and this will be true, it's like throwing a grenade and some people getting hit, but then shrapnel happens, right? Some people get hit with a little bit of something in the flesh and you got emotions messed up and Man, I, you know, why they call that preacher here and just and all this stuff, right? We got to be careful with that. Give the person next to you the benefit of the doubt. And we're going to get some marching orders. Ready? Let's do this analogy. Let's do this. You ready? This is funny because the first hour, I'm not going to put whoever, I'm not going to put that person on blast that actually. <laughs> so here it is. Um, this, this rope or this, uh, what do you call this thing? Bungee? It should have slack, right? You see this? Am I hooked up? It should have slack. Give me some slack. No, <laughs> no, yeah. But the first bungee cord, let me let y'all in on this. The first bungee cord was like this. <laughs> I mean, I'm too, we're too grown, man. I'm like, man, man. I, I mean, we need some. We need I told him I can still put it in. We need some space. You know what I mean? We need some space up in here. So, but, um, but what happens, have we not dealt with this right? Let me give me a little more slack. And actually, you can tie it on yours. You know what? Let's do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tie it on yours. You ain't getting off the hook. Hey, Amen. Come on. <laughs> there you go. Now, let's go back to back. No, no, no. Let's go back to back first. Okay. Right? Here it is. You ready for this? We just let it go as is. Didn't, didn't confront it. Didn't allow the Lord to use Wednesday. Let's start walking. We just covered it up. At some point, I'm glad that thing didn't come in. <laughs> Pop me in the back of the head. But at some point, there's going to be this. What? Tension. Tension. What we did on Wednesday. You can take it off, Bishop. Okay. What we did on Wednesday. I got it. Yep. We said we, we can't allow that. Souls are being saved. I mean, lives are changing. I mean, we're seeing some unique things happen in the life of the church. And so here's our yeah. application for you. You ready for this? I'm going to read it. We're just going to do alternate, right? So here's what we do in biblical conflict resolution. Define the problem and stick to the issue. Okay, so this is going to help some of y'all. Define the problem and stick to the issue. Pursue purity of heart. And that's Matthew 7, 5. Plan a time for discussion. You, you have to talk about it. Right? Affirm the relationship. And that's Matthew 5, 9, being peacemakers. So blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of the Lord. Here's a good one. Listen carefully. Forgive. Forgive as Christ arranged 
for us to be forgiven. Amen. Amen. Because I once heard it said this way, if you don't forgive, it's like you drinking poison and expecting the other person to get sick. It's just not going to happen. But then ready for this? Propose a solution. Propose a solution. We, we, we're going to... Come to dinner. We're going to come to dinner? Like, we have, like really, we're coming over? What you cooking? Some, some grits and fried chicken? What you got? Whatever you could think you could handle. Okay, what... <laughs> Now, hold on. I don't eat everything now. You know, from the rooter to the tutor. We'll do that. So, but, but, you know, we're going to break bread. And this is a good thing. Ready for this? My family, we're going to come over. And that's distance breeds fear. Distance breeds fear. Not only that, but distance, if you allow the enemy to get in there, he starts planting seeds and, and it causes more confusion and more animosity. But what we're going to do in the near future, we're going to break bread. And he get to meet my wife, hear our stories. I get to hear their story. They get to see our kids and, and see me as a dad and just take the pastor hat off just for a little bit. But that's what we got to do. We got to forgive and have a solution. So we're going to pray, saints. We're going to pray. Me and him, we're going to kneel. This is, this is, again, this is, we just want to be transparent before you as leaders in the church, as key leaders in the church. We, we need to do this. This is, hope you receive this in the right posture and attitude um, of heart. We literally want unity because we thoroughly believe that God is going to do something extraordinary here in the church. Do y'all yes, believe that? Indeed. Yes, I, indeed. I really believe it. I really believe it. So what we're going to do, we're going to pray and then we're going to sing a worship song. It's going to be a call or response. You can, if you have some things that you need to reconcile, maybe in some relationships in your life, whatever, come with your spouse, come Grab some people, students. You may say there's some drama, whatever. You come, y'all come to the altar and leave it here. You can't alter your past, but you can sure enough bring it to the altar. Amen. Amen. God changes the past. He did so on a, on a hill called Calvary 2,000 years ago. He died in your place. He died in my place for the sake of, hear me, for the sake of unity. So you want to pray first, my man? Amen. Amen. And then I'll close. Almighty God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you, Father, that you are the almighty God. Yes, Lord. All-powerful, all-knowing, you're sovereign, unequaled, unrivaled. Yep. And Father, you're always present and there for us. Mm -hmm. And I just pray that we will always be attentive to you focused on you and let you control all of our actions mm -hmm. father we thank you for all your many blessings we thank you for loving us yes thank you for your grace mm -hmm. so that we don't receive the punishment judgment that we truly deserve yep father thank you for your mercy and father thank you for continuing to bless us even as sinners mm. And Father, thank you for my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. who, as Pastor Marcus said, died on that cross of Calvary, taking my sins and the sins of the world with him. Mm -hmm. Why? So that we could be reconciled to you, Father. Yes, Lord. And Father, I just pray now that we will all have that same sense of reconciliation mm -hmm. and forgiveness that you have shown in getting us to where we can be with you. Yes, Lord. And Father, I just pray for that in all this church. Father, I'm reminded that this morning when Pastor Stan was doing the welcome in the first service, and he talked about revival. Mm -hmm. And I just pray that you will use me, use Marcus in any way you would to bring revival here in our church yes, and in our community and in our nation. Mm -hmm. Father, we love you. We thank you for loving us. 
I thank you for my pastor and his family. I thank you for this church mm -hmm. that I love so dearly. And I just pray, Father, that uh, you would continue to bless us in mm -hmm. Jesus' name. Well, Lord, we know that um, you are moving. You're alive and well. Thank you that your Bible, your word, your scripture gives us the steps we need to take on how to live on this side of heaven for you, how to come to the end of ourselves, because when we come to the end of ourselves, that's when we truly find life. Yes, Lord. We find it in you. Thank you that you showed us this past Wednesday. Thank you that we can disagree, and that's okay. It's all right, but we need to talk about it. So, Lord, I know that um, the enemy is not going to like this, but we pray against him. We pray that you will cover and protect this church in the days ahead. Yes, Father. Because great things are on the horizon. Lord, we desire to be a part of something that you can only get the credit for. No man, no woman, no boy, no girl can stand up and say, look what I did. But as John the Baptist, the great pontificator said, he said, Lord, help me to decrease. Yes. And Jesus, you increase. I pray that that be our prayer in this room for all of us. And Lord, I pray this specifically as we close. Give us minds of a scholar, all of us, to think biblically. Give us the heart of a child to be humble in, in our posture towards you and others. But also give us a hide of a rhinoceros because we get so caught up in our own emotions and feelings. Oh God, I pray that uh, your truth will be the first thing we filter our lives through as we view this life. So Lord, we thank you. We praise you for Jesus, for his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Yes, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.